you know, we're going to pop in for Mondays. I know we're going to go some great spirits. Let's get it started. Today, we're, you know, we're discussing why accountable love. Now, everyone that has been tuning in for the last few months know that we believe love is a group journey, right? So as love snobs, we believe that everybody should be a snob when it comes to love. Love is a faith that must be understood and practiced before the relationship is deemed equal and healthy. So why accountable love? Because it's a practice of faith, the structure. The love snobs teach their builders that accountable love is the foundation of love, of a loving, supporting village. So, you know, it's, it's accountable love is consists of four, four principles, honesty, trust, dedication, and devotion. So first off, before we go, get too far into the definitions, things of that nature, we want to ask, you know, Jasmine and April, you know, when you think of or you hear accountable love, what do you think of? Um, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, well, so accountable love is uh, basically love. Um, it's me being accountable for my actions and relationships that I'm in, regardless of what type of relationship it is. And it's also the other person being accountable as well. And um, just growing in accountability. For the things that we sign up for. The things that we agreed to. Okay. April? April. Oh, I have to agree with Jasmine. Um, when I think of accountable love, I think about being accountable. Um, even like having an accountability friend or a group of friends. Like I have a support system. They're my friends. They're the people that I go to with, you know, uh, any kind of situation. So being accountable would be, like she said, you know, being accountable of your actions, being accountable of your words, being mindful of the way that you, you know, treat and act, like she said, not just uh, romantic relationships, but also just the relationships you have with people in general. Definitely. Yeah, and anybody on the side who wants to chime in, you can also chat if you guys go up to it. Definitely. I think that's yeah, we gave a, a great description of what it means to be accountable. The reason why we we chose four principles is because, you know, four principles of accountability is it's like four pieces, four found the foundation of a house. So to hold the house up, you need four accountable pieces to hold the house up. One piece falters, the other one slants. So it also covers you have four people in your life, four main people in your life. They cover east, west, south, north. If y'all stand back to back, they cover every aspect of life. So the reason why it's important, first off, to be honest, honesty is a core value of being accountable in love. What do y'all think when y'all hear honesty? Transparency. I think of transparency, vulnerability, um, not just honest in what you think is honest, but really being honest with yourself first. So I think a lot of times we could trick ourselves into, we don't wanna, we, we know we're fighting a feeling or, or a thought, yet we'll still say something that we know the other person might wanna hear. So I think that's a, a big part of it. And um, I think mindfulness. Okay. 
So Christina decides that she agrees honest with ourselves, then having the courage to be honest with others. Definitely. What about you, April? What, do, what would you think? Wow, Jasmine totally hit the nail on the head. I, I totally agree. Because before we can have healthy relationships, we have to be healthy. And in order for us to be healthy ourselves and be able to pursue healthy relationships in any spectrum, whether it be romantic or just with people in general, we have to go through some healing of our own issues that we may have in the past, that we may have dealt with as a child, you know, whether it be abandonment issues, rejection issues, whether it be whatever the case is like being honest with yourself and saying, you know what, I have these issues and I got to work these things out. Uh, I just love that she said being honest with yourself first okay. because we can't move on um, in any area of our life without being honest with ourselves and having acceptance of things that we need to work on inside of ourselves. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's definite. That's the start. That's definitely the start of love. And when we discuss honesty, we're gonna add on to her being you being honest with yourself. The first, um, the first way to be honest with ourselves is understand that we need other people. We have to first say we need other people to get through those traumatic experiences and them trials and tribulations. We need things. We need other people to point those things out in us. So a big part of being honest with ourselves is not, you know, isolating yourself from other people, but actually walking towards other people and relying on your support to support you when, you know, when you are going through trials and tribulations. So a lot of people think being honest with yourself starts within you, but it starts with actually saying, I need help. I need support. I need to reach out and being very vulnerable when it comes to your relationships. And go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, or, my, or not even, yes, that's a start. So, but also being open to people giving you you're, the people that you love giving you unsolicited advice or saying to you that they see something wrong, they see that you are hurting, they see that you need support, they see that there's something broken in you to start the dialogue as well, because it's not always us going out saying, I need that support, right? Mm -hmm. Or being honest about saying, I need that support. It's also people seeing something in you that you may not see in yourself. Like, mm -hmm. hey, you've been depressed for you've been walking around as if you've been depressed for, I don't know, X amount of time. And you may, may think that you haven't been. You may think that, you know, you've been a little down, but not to the point of depression or not to the point of you're not totally being yourself. And then somebody else would have to bring that to your attention. So it is important to have other people around that's going to address those things. Definitely. And just to add on, <clears throat> the reason why honesty is the first um, the first principle of accountable love is because, you know, whether you're honest with being good or bad, you should always be open to tell your, your spouse or your friends exactly what you think. Now, we don't want to confuse honesty with, with truth. Honesty is just the belief system you have. You know, it's the belief system you have within or what you think of what's going on in that present moment or it's just being open to actually filter out uh, honest, uh, honest, honest, excuse me, honest dialogue, but it doesn't mean that it's truthful. So you have to get to the truth with other people. You have to put it out there so it can start the dialogue. And now it builds the foundation to have, you know, an equal and healthy relationship. Without honesty, there's no equal and healthy relationship. So everybody's able to take in good honesty. 
not many people push away good honesty, but when it comes, when it gets difficult is when it's honesty that you deem bad or wrong or hurtful. And honesty can hurt, but where is it coming from? What is the person trying to relay? Why are they saying what they're saying? I think when you have friends and when you have a spouse, you gotta understand when the honesty hurts, it's probably time to dig deep and see where's the truth in that honesty. You know what I mean? So that's where we start the dialogue. So it starts the line of communication. Well, honesty, effective communication can be present. You know what I mean? We're just, we're just managing one another. So that's why honesty is the first principle. The second so, one, go ahead. Well, before you go on, I wanted to read Lyric's comment on the side. Okay. Um, she said accountable love is the ability to be honest and forthcoming with yourself and the other and the other person. It's loyalty to the truth of the matter, whether good or bad, and making an active commitment to working through everything, being open to assistance and constructive criticism without defensive behavior. Definitely. I would agree. I would agree that that's definite. I, I really agree with that as well. And I, I'm writing down, you know, notes and stuff and I'm in recovery. And so like one of the things that you learn is, you know, acceptance um, and then the willingness. And I like how she said that it's, the, it's, I don't, she didn't say it in these words, but it's the willingness to be teachable, to be, you know, to be open to, you know, their feelings and their emotions about certain things or their perceptions. And like, you know, like he was saying, you know, honesty isn't always necessarily the truth. It's your perception of the situation. Uh -huh. So if you bring it to the table and you can communicate about it. It might not even be what it really, what you thought it was. Definitely. You know? So I, I agree with you hundred percent. That's you're like, you're in search for the truth. Like what's going to be the truth, but through honest communication, we definitely get there. And I agree with lyrics hundred percent. It's like, you know, constructive criticism is is there to actually enhance you. And sometimes, you know, you have to pull off the Band-Aid and rip off the Band-Aid and say what it is and start working towards a, a meaningful solution. So I definitely agree with that. And the next thing is trust. Now, when you hear trust, you know, Jasmine, April, when do, what do you think of trust? Trust, I mean, I, I think it is the ability to, to believe in what the other, like if, if I'm receiving the trust, um, it's just the ability to basically believe in the person that I'm dealing with. Okay. So it's not my expectations, it's not their expectations, it's an expectation of who you say you are and who you say you're going to be and being able to work from there. And then based on that, we can set up our own expectations of what I should be trusting about you. So even if you say, well, I'm gonna, I'm, you know, I'm not gonna tell you, you know, I'm gonna be seeing other women. I'm not gonna tell you how many. I mean, ultimately, you're not telling me to trust you to be monogamous. You're telling me to trust that you're gonna be a cheater. Mm -hmm. So it's just being honest and, and knowing like whoever you are, being believable to that. Okay, I agree with that 100%. April? I also um, agree with, I don't know if you guys can hear me. Okay. I yeah, I, I also agree with that statement that it's being able to believe that the other person is being 
truthful, upfront, and honest about whatever it may be that you guys, you know, have to lay out on the table, um, you know, feeling secure, trusting is feeling secure that not necessarily in regards to that they're loyal to you or committed to you, but that they're telling you and the truth and being honest and open about whatever it is uh, that you guys, I guess, whatever the arrangement is of that relationship, basically, yep. you know, that they're, that they're going to be truthful and honest with you and, and you're not going to have to feel, I don't know, I guess like they're one person in front of you and the other person, a different person behind your back. Definitely. I would agree. What about you, Jerry? Yeah, I, I would agree with that as well. I think that when you trust is, it's something that you have to believe in without, based on who the person say that they are, right? So, and based on track record and based on what you believe, you have to believe that the person's trustworthy in order to trust them. So I think that that's really important and also being honest with yourself because a lot of times we foster relationships with people that we don't really trust. And we, we, we want to be in a relationship with them. So we say we have some trust for them, but based on how we treat them, our reactions to them, or even some of the things that we may question may prove that we don't truly trust them. But it's, some, it's, it's really believing in the person without you being around them, trusting that they're going to be who they say they are, regardless of what's happening. Definitely. And Christine said, conscious conversation, trusting that Trusting the per the people that you love, love you too, and that the relationship is strong enough to handle the information being provided or presented. So, yeah, that all that all deals with trust. So we all agree that you know trust is is dealing with the faith, is dealing with the security that you know. The first principle is being carried out. So no matter what goes on in a day where somebody's not around you, regardless of the fact they are going to come home or when they're around you, they're going to make sure they're honest with you, whether they were consistent with the agreements within the relationships or they broke the consistency of the agreement that they signed on to for the relationship. So it actually gives security. So a lot of people really discuss how we all have human error, like we're not perfect. But what makes a person trustworthy is the fact that they not only acknowledge that, but they do their part by actually not making the same mistake again. You know what I mean? And they're honest about the mistake they made. They give you choice. So trust is synonymous with choice. It gives you choice. It makes sure that you're clear. Like you, you, you can't control what another person does, but you also, you always can be on the same page with the people because you always know that they're going to tell you straight up what they do behind your back. Go ahead, Jazz. Just, yeah, just to add to that. Um, something that you said just reminded me of how consistency is also really important because, you know, when you say you are who you, whoever you are, if you're saying that and then the next day, you know, you can be that, but then the next day you're not that and then you go back to that, it's like you're, you could be that half the time, but then can I really rely on you or feel secure in that fact that you're inconsistent? Definitely. That person, you know, you might not even realize how inconsistent you are, you know what I mean? But you believe that you're this. So, I'm saying, hey, I'm reliable, but then, you know, I keep showing you that I'm not reliable. You know what I mean? So sometimes it's like, I think, I think Christine's, I don't know who said it. Oh, Lyric, from what I'm reading, it's saying and presenting yourself how it is. Like your actions should match your words. 
So consistency is really important. Definitely. Well, yeah, that's what, um, for all the viewers on Facebook that um, can't read what's going on on Zoom, but yet um, Lyric said, trust is a safe place created between two people who've proven themselves worthy of handling your vulnerabilities. It's having a faith in a person showing up as exactly who they say present and present themselves to be. But yeah, you hit it, you know, when you, you said a couple of things there that Jasmine pointed out, but yeah, being able to be vulnerable with people and knowing that they're gonna always have your best interest in, at heart and you can truly be who you're gonna be and they're gonna treat you accordingly. They're gonna treat you with respect and they're gonna do right by you. I think people are often also afraid of being vulnerable because they're afraid that people are gonna take advantage, but if they take advantage, then they're probably not the people for you. So, you know, a lot of times we hold our cards, you know, close to our chest because we're afraid to let certain people in. But what people fail to realize is that when you put your cards on the table and somebody takes advantage of you or still looks to cheat or looks to do certain things, then you realize that they're not the people for you anyway. So they're kind of, they're doing you a favor. By you, by you protecting yourself, you're prolonging the whole entire relationship because if you're not even allowing them in to see what they truly could do. So the people that, that you are around the most and the people that you, you're, the, you're vulnerable with are the people that can't take advantage of you. The question is, are they? Definitely. I mean, and, and to go back to honesty, honesty should weed out all the wrong people for you. Like if somebody can't be honest with you, they can't live a lifetime or a long-term relationship with you. Because at some point that honesty or that lack of honesty is gonna destroy the relationship. So if you're steadfast on the first principle, honesty, you're expecting it. It's an expectation. It's a prerequisite. So when you're having a discussion with somebody, even if you meet them for the first time or 10 years in, if they have an inability to be honest, then you have to reevaluate the relationship. So trust can't even exist if a person has an inability to be honest. You get what I'm saying? So trust is already when you're actually now deciding to be in a relationship, because why would you commit to somebody you can't trust? So trust is the commitment. Once you're ready to commit, it's saying, I trust you to be in my best interest. I trust you to go through life with me. I trust you to have a long-term relationship with you. So they shouldn't get past honest. They shouldn't get past the stage of honesty and into the trusting stage until they're fully honest. That's how you gauge it. But trust is just security. It's like, now I feel secure. I'm, really, I'm willing to invest. I'm willing to fully invest invest because when you give the title of friendship or you give the title of spouse, you know, that's an investment. That's a lifelong, a lifelong investment. And it's saying that not when we're together, how it's gonna like how we're gonna maintain relationship, but we're not gonna be together all the time. And how you conduct yourself when we're not together is a big part of our trust and a big part of our faith. Mm -hmm. right? I I did mention in the, the chat that to me, trust equals integrity. Oh, definitely. It like, you know, you said you you should be able to feel secure that the person is being loyal, is being committed, is being honest when they're out and about doing whatever they do. And like, I'll give you an example. Like if some if you're in a relationship and that you know that person gets off work at five o'clock in the evening and you know they didn't get home till six thirty, seven o'clock. You, there's this trust that you have with that person that, oh, okay, they must have stopped at the store, or maybe they even gave you 
sent you a text because see part of trust also is communication so they're gonna leave you hanging wondering like what is that person doing they're gonna be up front with you and be like hey i'm stopping at the store it's gonna take me a minute to get home so there's that trust that you're building when you can communicate and say what's going on when you can let that person give that person what do they call it like um i'm trying to there you go you know so it's like at the end of the day, you know, there's that integrity, like, you know, that person is acting accordingly when they're behind your back, you know? And they're keeping you abreast on the discussion. I mean, and that, and what you just said, I would say integrity, integrity fit more into honesty. Like, you can't necessarily, like, you know, you're not going to trust somebody until they're honest. And when they're honest, it shows a form of integrity. If they did something to you and they're honest with you about it, it shows that they have integrity because it's not easy to say. You know, it's not easy to come clean. It's not easy to be honest. That's not an easy attribute. So when you have somebody who's consistent, even if they're gonna hurt your feelings, even if they're, like, they're going to be honest, you can rely on it. So I would say, you know, tr integrity is more synonymous with, with honesty, but it all coincides. It all deals with trust. But you did segue to dedication, which is the next attribute, which is the next um, principle. And Dedication is basically prioritizing your relationship. You know what I mean? That, that goes back to what you said about making sure that you text. If you're used to, if you're accustomed some, to something, it's consistent. You want to maintain that consistency. That's what keeps people in that secure spot, in that secure place, that trust. But you have to be consistent. And in that consistency, it's, you know, structuring the agreement. It's investing in each other's in each other in each other's life positively it's you know believing in the whole above the individual it's you know maintaining the open lines of communication what i mean dedication is a daily commitment to strengthen our relationships not just work it's a it's purposeful so we hear a lot of people talk about you know oh i have to do this with my friends and i have to show up and i have it's not a have to. If you if you don't find it meaningful and you don't find it purposeful, then you're not putting in the work. You're at a disadvantage. So giving that consistent text and reaching out and you know just making sure you check in on a daily basis to make sure your friends are doing well and showing that dedication and that com that commitment to your relationship shouldn't be a job. It should be something you deem purposeful to understand what's going on and maintain the relationship you have. So dedication is a is an indication of do we because somebody could be honest with you and you can kind of trust them but they can still be an acquaintance right because you know who they are they're honest with you but y'all don't share things y'all don't have things in common y'all don't have the same energy when it comes to the relationship that dedication says okay we have the same thing to put in we have the same energy but that also tied that that also say that again sorry you was telling Go ahead. no i was going to say what does everybody think of it but you already Oh, that also ties into to making to knowing what your priorities are within your your relationships as well. Definitely. If you don't take out the time to set out priorities, then no one's gonna know what level of dedication you're gonna put into the relationship or what le level of effort. So when you are connecting with people, and we often do, like it, you know, sometimes we feel closer to others than we to one person than another. But it's where do they fall within the priority list? because that's who's gonna dictate how you 
that's going to dictate how you connect with them. That's going to dictate how much time you spend with them and, and the amount of effort you put into the relationship. And it should, you should be also forthcoming and honest about that too. Definitely. Like you can, you know, just say that there's levels to it. So yeah, you're cool, but these other people trump you. So if there's something going on with them, then I'm going to make sure that they're good before I could even move on to hang out with you or move on to do things with you. And that should be established in the beginning. So knowing your priorities is the first thing. And then you can now decide who you want to, you want to devote your time to and be dedicated to because again, you're going to be resentful or feel like you're spreading yourself thin when you don't set those, when you don't set those parameters and those boundaries and, and, and communicate that out because then people are going to think that they deserve or or part or or all of the parts of you and all of the the time with you and that may not be the case so there may be this added pressure that you're adding to your life without adding that little piece of who's a priority and who really isn't or just the levels of the priority and being honest about that what do you guys think about that i mean i think clear communication about like you said, what the expectations and boundaries and parameters are of that relationship. Um, you know, like just what is, what is it that we're doing here? What is the purpose of this relationship? Are we just going to be friends? Are you trying to be my bestie or are you trying to be my girlfriend? I mean, like, what are you doing? Cause like you said, some people can get confused if they have a interest in you more than what you have in them but you have to be open and honest to be able to talk and discuss that, you know, like, where are we going in this relationship? Like, what is this? What is the purpose of this relationship? What are we building here? You know, so that way they're not investing more than you or vice versa, that you're not investing more time in them and they're not really investing. Yeah, and I also think it's important um, to communicate to like actually like you said to like really know who your parties are and then to communicate that because on the same in the same token I kind of lost my, my family thinking oh um, we'll come back to you yeah yeah if I, if I think I'll, maybe I'll say what I'm saying go ahead no that's fine so dedication is basically the practice it's the daily practice that you wake up every day with the intention to enhance the people's lives around you we all wake up with, in bad, with bad days. We all wake up under the weather. We all wake up, you know, like things happen that transpire outside of our control. But with, what's always within our control is our ability to show up, our ability to be present, our ability to ask for help, our ability like to keep everybody in the loop of what's going on with us. We don't, we don't want people to assume. We don't want people to start, you know, coming up with thoughts that they can't address. You always want people to have a full understanding of what's going on with you. So that dedication is, you know, you always hear people, you know, sometimes you got to keep secrets. That's not dedication. Why are you building secrets? Why are you building secrets from people that you truly care about? If something happened to you and there's things that people don't know about you, they can't fully advocate for you. They can't fully be there for you. You, you put them at a disadvantage. So you always want to be dedicated. And there's so many, you know, there's so many things we see out there that say, you know, take your time and do things for yourself. And yeah, you can do that. But at the same time, express that, express that you need that time, express why you need that time. Like it shouldn't be a job. It should be a commitment. 
to keep everybody in the loop of what's going on with you. So everybody knows and we're all on the same page because being on the same page is the most important thing when it comes to having your relationships. And that dedication is that practice. It's the practice in doing that. Yeah, so I just want to cut in. So just to tie in what you were saying to what I was going to say, because I, I do remember, was in fostering that communication, it also kind of challenges the relationship that you're in, right? Because then the person can decide, well, if I'm not your friend and you don't consider me your friend, what can I do now to become your friend? Because I really want to be your friend. You give choice. Partner. Yeah, so it gives me a choice to say, actually, let me work harder to be in this new space that I have the possibility of being in. Or eh, you're not really where I want to be, so I'm going to pull back. You know what I mean? So choice is really big when you're able to communicate that and really show me how you prioritize me and how I also feel about prioritizing you. And that ties in obviously dedication because then that means that now I'm going to show you, I'm going to choose to be dedicated to you. So now you know what to expect, you know? So it's kind of like it all connects. So it's a full circle. Definitely. Definitely. It all ties in. Yeah. And you know, the last, the last principle is devotion. When you hear devotion, what do y'all think of? Devout <laughs> Christian. <laughs> <laughs> But I do, I mean, I, I, I'm joking, but I do think about that, like someone who is going to believe in what's happening 100% and not question it in the sense of, because they already questioned everything before they just decided to adhere to it and, and choose to believe to it and commit to it. So once you're already there and you're in that commitment, you become devoted and nothing else is really going to sway your way because you've already committed. You made a conscious choice to commit. Mm -hmm. Definitely. What about you? Wow, that was really good. I like that. Um, I agree. Like, you made a conscious decision to commit, to be loyal, to accept me for who I am, my perfections and imperfections. Like, you, I, I just like the way that she said it, that you made a conscious decision to do that. Um, so that's, I agree with that. I was actually writing devotion to me meant commitment loyalty acceptance of who I am and you know um committing to building a deeper relationship with that person on whatever level that relationship is like I said be it romantic or be it a friendship it's like I'm devoted to you I want to be your friend I want to be there for you through the good and the bad definitely I agree. And Christine on the side said that devotion is about having that vision for something bigger than myself. I am a devoted mother, sister, friend, and lover, and I can devote my time to anything that is beneficial to myself and others. Definitely. I would say y'all all hit it on yeah, the, I agree. the head. Like devotion is the belief. If I sign up and have a faith in our, in our agreements, then I believe in togetherness. People, you should, people should always wear their relationships as their faith understanding that, you know, I'm dedicated to something greater than myself and I will never jeopardize that faith for anyone or anything. You get what I'm saying? So you might have, and in, 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 it's above selfish desires. You might have a desire to do something selfish. You might have a desire to do something that's outside of the agreement, but the agreement should always pull you back into doing what you need to do or the right thing, or at least say you want to do these things and disconnect from the agreement either or it's still a faith you know so relationships is everybody says it's like an unconditional thing but 
there's conditions to a relationship. Mm -hmm. You break those conditions, it makes the relationship more valuable because you know you break those conditions, there's consequences to those actions. And the relationship falters for it. So it's important to have those agreements in place, but not just have the agreements in place, but believe the agreements are beneficial to everybody involved. It's not just benefiting you, it's benefiting everybody involved. So you never have to worry about yourself because your group takes care of you. Your team takes care of you. So I think to have those four principles and to go through those four principles is very important. Like Larry just said, you know, devotion is loyalty, commitment, love, enthusiasm, like being enthusiastic, direct, focus on faith, you know, like what is better than being in relationships and truly having people that have your back? Why do we overthink it? Why do, are we so political? Why are we managing each other? Accountable love is not about managing each other. It's about investing in one another. So there's a big difference. We are, we are taught our whole lives to manage each other. So it's to change that frame of thinking. Why are you signing up for a group you really don't believe takes care of you? Why are you signing up for a group that you have to still always keep everything to yourself? You can't really be fully and completely honest and open about the things you think about. So when you think about accountable love, ask yourself, what is the, what, what is the importance of having people in my life? What is the importance of love being a group journey? Because we want to be clear, as love snobs, we think, when people say love yourself, we obviously had this discussion, I mean, months back, but when we hear love yourself, it's like you're sitting in, in the corner, looking in, in, looking in the corner of a, of a room, and that's what love is. Just taking care of yourself, self-care, things of that nature, that's caring, that's self-awareness, that's getting a great understanding. But love exists in between two people. It's, with, it's the glue that brings people to you. So love is a group journey, it's not, really something you have without another person or another or other individuals involved. You build it, it's a faith, right? So what do y'all think about, you know, what's being said, like, I can chime in at any time. I mean, for me, I look at it, I mean, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm well-versed, but you know, we talk about this a lot and um, I would say that the more we talk about it, the clearer I, the clearer I see it, you know, and, and how they all connect and you can't really have one without the other, you know? So like you said, you know, it all starts with honesty and, and in the honesty, if you're vulnerable and you're transparent, you know, you bring communication and not to be redundant, but like I said, it all kind of connects and you see a bigger, a, a bigger picture. So it's a really strong foundation to build any relationship off of, honestly. And even if you were, but if you belong to a certain religion, you could still use that foundation and carry it over and it all, so it's very universal but very steadfast and very strong. So the thing that I see ultimately that where it really benefits everybody and really makes me reflect on what are my weaknesses and in those areas, because ultimately I'm not just cheating people around me, I'm cheating myself, you know? So it all, you know. It all goes, goes together. Yeah. So Christine says she thinks what well, she thinks of self-love as a place of, content, of contentment, accepting yourself, your past, everything that has made you, and then 
being willing to accept others as well. When we aren't okay with ourselves, it's easier to protect those ideals or others and create an unhealthy relationship. Definitely. I mean, that, that's well, that a, goes into self-awareness. Self-awareness. Yeah. That definitely goes into self-awareness because like, like what you said I, at the end, love is like, you can't love you. You can't show love to people if you don't have a clear understanding of what you bring to the table and self-awareness. And you, you haven't uncovered your demons, granted. But what we're saying is love is a relationship between self and others. You can't do one without the other. You can't be in a group and don't love yourself. You can't be, I mean, and, don't, and, and you can't be in a group and don't accept yourself. But you can't be by yourself accepting yourself without showing that you can actually interact with other people and engage other people and connect with other people. Yeah, I think I think it's the glue between it. It's the relationship. Everything's a relationship. Like you hear people say actions speak louder than words. But at the same, in the, in the same token, actions speak louder than words, but together they make a great unit. They're a relationship. You shouldn't divide one without the other. Words by itself shouldn't be, and actions by itself shouldn't happen. You should communicate your words and then show in your actions. The words is the promise. The actions show that you're accountable for your promise. Well, yeah, absolutely. Without the other. Well, yeah, absolutely. And it's also really, unless you're around other people, you don't really truly know who you are. It's like when you bake a cake and you add all these ingredients, it's activating one ingredient is activating another ingredient that's activating another ingredient, right? So my bake is not gonna, my cake is not gonna rise if I don't put baking soda, right? Um, so it, it's one of those things. It it creates a reaction. So when we are around other people it creates different reactions. And that's how we truly know who we truly are. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm sitting in a room by myself, going over things by myself, it's not really creating the same reaction as it would be if I'm sitting in a room with Jasmine and she's saying something to me that may trigger a thought, a, a, a feeling, whatever it is. Or she's asking me a question that, that challenges me. It's not gonna be the same as when I'm challenging myself. I'm not, it's not gonna be the same reaction. She's not gonna get the same reaction. I'm not gonna give myself the same reaction. So it's really, you know, important to be around people because you get to see who you truly are. Who I am by myself is not the same person I am with other people. I agree with that. And, and on, even just to add to that, it's like, it's so universal. Like, even when you think about a, a, a book writer or anything, like they need editors. If you try to reread your own work, you're reading what you put out, not what you, not, you're reading what you think you said, not actually what you wrote. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it is, I mean, love is a group journey. I mean, everything we, we, it's, it is a lie when we say, well, you know, we can do it by ourselves because even me, I, you know, sometimes I get in that thought like, well, you know, if I sit with something for a while and I think about it, but then as soon as I'm challenged with somebody who I might, who I might value or who might have more knowledge than me, I'm back in the same place that I was. So why not just sit with that person from the jump and, and work it out together? You know what I mean? So, I mean, that's something that definitely, you know, you, you learn along the way, like you can't do it. You should not that you shouldn't do it by yourself because ultimately you're 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 lessening your resources to be a better version of yourself and it seems like the easy thing to do like you said like yeah. it's easy to kind of go back and say i'll sit with it i'll write in my journal and i'm not saying that those are not good tools because we yeah. should right because in order to reflect we have to reflect to even have the right people around us right to even know what we need in our lives right but it's we can't use that as the way to get over things because again, it, 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 like, like Jasmine said, it sounds all good in your head. It sounds all good when you write it down on paper, but when somebody else is challenging you with those same things, 
and you don't, you can't really deal with that, it shows that you're not where you need to be. And you won't know that until you are around other people. It's like, you know, I, I don't know if I ever used this story before, but it's like me going from junior high school to high school, like I was the smartest person in junior high, like on a roll and the best student ever. I went to high school and was like, what the hell? I didn't even realize that I wasn't where I needed to be academically, but I would have known that if I didn't go to such a good school, right? If I would have stayed, you know, within the same level of my junior high school, I would have still been an A student and whatever, and went to college and probably figured out that I wasn't, you know, strong academically. But it's the same thing. If you don't, if you are not around people that are, or around people that are going to challenge you in certain areas, then you're never going to know where you are, like, what's your benchmark? Like, yeah. where do you need to be? Like, what level are you? Like, because there's levels to everything. So you will never know where you are unless you are connecting with other people. And people may say like, life is not a competition. It's not a competition, but there's, there's tiers and there's levels. So depending on where you wanna be, you need to identify what you consider to be a high tier and in order to know where you wanna be. Standards, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely the practice. Like we're, we're not saying that self is not important. Self is very important. It starts with self, but when now you want healthier relationships, it starts with employing people that now read, read the, like reconfirm that you actually have self-awareness and you actually are ready to build love. You know what I mean? The people, people fall in great depressions when they're by themselves. Why is that? Because we're born with love and belonging. Yeah. Like we're greater with other people around us. We have to move furniture. We're greater with when other people do it with us, right? Like if we have the right people, yeah, you have the wrong people, it can hinder you. You know, then you say, I'm, I'm just gonna do it myself. You know why? Because it's the wrong people you employ. Yeah. But it shouldn't stop you from looking for the right people. Because once you know love is a group journey, you're constantly searching for the people that you're gonna journey to, to journey, get on the journey of love with, excuse me. So that's very important. It's very important to know that, yeah, love is, a destination, not just the self thing. And we, we're gonna hit that home, I mean, a million times, probably every time we on, because people are always searching for self, 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 and that's not gonna help you with others. It's not gonna truly help you fully with others, is what I'm saying. It's gonna help you, but not fully help you once you have a clear understanding of who you are. It's time to now explore that with other people. find the same people that are trying to do the same thing you're doing so like you mentioned tiers and levels it's exactly that and then I added standards it's exactly that if I if I'm if I want my standard if I'm striving for my standard to be a certain thing then the people that are that I'm surrounded by should be ex exhibiting those same things or striving for those same things and that's how I know at this point when I'm being challenged I'm being challenged to be there not to be below yeah, I agree with that. Um, Lyric on the side also said that, you know, self-love is being responsible for our own happiness and not making excuses. Being reliable and showing up in all of your relationships, not just being present and self-government, acknowledging where you are lacking and saying what I can do to fix this, then doing it, then, do, then doing anything to fix it. Associating yourself with people who look like you're trying to achieve for yourself. Sorry, associating yourself with people who look like what you're trying to achieve for yourself. Um, 
I agree with most of the things you said. That I want to go back to the self-love, being responsible for your own happiness and making and not making excuses. So yeah, I agree. I think that you should be responsible for what you want in your life and being accountable for all of those things, right? But I also believe that when you enlist certain people in your life, they do add to your happiness. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not it's it's when I, 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 when I think of it, it's, it's not being this miserable person, expect the people in your life to, to carry you, right? And carry you out the misery. You should want to be happy. You should want to be in a good place. You should want to be in a positive place. And that starts with you, right? And then you list people around you to support that and help you get there. But when I say that I want to, when I have a group of friends, I'm already enlisting them to add to my happiness. So they are responsible for my happiness as well because they're adding to my life so we agreed that we were going to do this together we agreed that we were going to be in in in, in, part, in each other's lives so they are a part of what's going on with me so yes on one hand like i said if i'm sitting around miserable and i'm expecting everyone to uplift me but i can't get out this dark place then no but if we are all in this positive place like you said about being around like-minded people and we all and we all in this together and we're all committed then yes we are responsible for each other's happiness definitely and what's so what i want to always bring to the table is what's so bad about saying that somebody is responsible for your happiness it's uncomfortable like what is what what is the problem with that, like if you invest a million dollars in somebody and you lose the million dollars, you're going to be unhappy. Yeah. Like you're investing in other people, you're investing life in other people. So when they're not around, yeah, you're not going to be happy. So it's not a problem saying that somebody is a part of my happiness and without them, I'm not happy. That's the whole point. That is a strong piece of your life. Yeah. Um, I always thought it was awkward how people will spend time and effort and energy to go and look at houses and look around, make sure it's the perfect house, make sure it's the perfect car, that they're going to be satisfied and comfortable when they're behind the wheel, that there's enough space, or maybe it's going to, whatever it is that they're investing in, like financially, materialistically, but they won't spend the time and effort and energy to invest in making sure that the person that they want to build this relationship with is going to make them happy and comfortable and that they're going to give into their life and build up their life and get them, you know, like your partner should be somebody who's going to help you grow in whatever areas you're, you're wanting to grow and they should be there to support you, not carry you necessarily, not, you know, not, be a crutch, but actually just be a person who's going to help uplift you and edify you in your life. And so like, yeah, it is an investment. A relationship should be the most important investment that you ever make in your life. So be putting the, the right people, April. The right effort people. into building that, that relationship. And I mean, friendships come and go sometimes, you know, acquaintanceships, but when you're talking about your life partner, that kind of relationship, if that's who you're going to spend the rest of your life with, that's going to be more important than the car that you're going to have for two years or the house that you might live in for 10. It's you know, this is a person who you're supposed to be living with and being with for the rest of your life. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, just to add to that point, um, 
I agree with you, you know, 90, 95% of that, because, you know, obviously we, people do say it's cliche friends come and go, but friends are your stability, actually. Yeah. Friends are the ones that's going to hold you and your partner accountable. So your friends, if they're truly friends, they're not coming and going. They're your strongest investment. Your partner just is that next level of investment where you're actually going through life with. But if your partner's not your friend, good luck. That's what we say. So your partner should be your friend. So friends don't come and go. Friends are actually the person that's romantically involved with you as well. They're all friends. So if you base everybody or base all your relationships around friendship, you have a clear understanding of this person is going to be here for the long haul. Because even when you're friends with your, your family members, they're a different type of family member. When you're not friends with your family member, they're just there. But once y'all build a friendship, y'all investing in each other's lives in a day-to-day -day way. So friendship is the catalyst to everything. And that's actually the catalyst to be love is a group journey, making sure you have strong friendships. And sometimes those friendships blossom into a romantic partner. But at the same time, the friendship should never die. Even when you're with your romantic partner, if you would cheat on a person that you are romantic with, you won't cheat on your friend. So that friendship governs your relationship. So I think that's very important to say, but everything else, I'm 100% in agreement because your investment is like we always say, friendship and relationships, like friendships and romantic partners, it's the most important interviews in your life. So when people say, why, you, why I feel like I'm on an interview, why you ask me a bunch of questions? That's my first sign of this person is not fully committed because you're the most important interview of my life. So I already see that they're not going to be accountable. So people always ask us like, okay, based on the way we discuss things and how everything just sounds so great because, you know, y'all all about accountable love. Like, how do you know a person's going to be accountable and how you know a person's going to be loving? And we always tell them like, if a person is choosing consistency over change, we know they're going to be accountable. Change is inevitable. You're looking for people who are consistent. People that show up, the one thing in, the li in your life that's not forever changing. People you can rely on. So when somebody tells me, I'm sitting there talking to them and they're like, you know, I like the change. I'm looking like, yeah, you're not for me. I like to know who you are. I like to know that th this is a structure. This is something I can rely on. I like to know that you're clear. Now, are you, do you have the ability to adapt is one thing. Do you have the ability to adapt to change then we can, we can roll with that because we all have to adapt to change. That's inevitable. But I should still know who you are and your core values. Your core values shouldn't shift. So I know that you're not consistent. Do they think of progress over struggle? I don't want to hear about a thousand struggles you have. I don't want to connect with you over struggles. How are we going to progress? How are we going to be on the same page? How are we going to enhance each other's lives? Yeah, we had a bad childhood or we've had a bad last relationship, but we're in each other's life now to advance each other, not to talk about the constant struggles. And I got to understand because you struggled and I got to understand because of this, how are we progressing as a unit? Do you see us as a unit? Or am I here just to, for you to progress or just to support you? Because understand though you've been through things, I've been through things. And if we focus on what we've been through, as opposed to what we are to each other, we're not progressing. We're just trading war stories. So that may, uh, that shows that a person is not ready for love and they're not ready to be accountable. You know, if they're 
searching, they're saying, I'd rather be misunderstood than understood. It's showing me you're not accountable, right? If a person's telling me I don't understand, that means that they didn't do their best to explain it to me. I never think, I always thought that's a cop out. Like if I don't understand something, it's your job to allow me to understand it so we can be on the same page. So I can support you. Not so it can be a mystery that separates us. I'll never understand. So we're already separated. You just reconfirm we're not on the same page. And also understanding a person doesn't always mean that you agree on whatever that situation is. If, if they have a ideal or a perception of something or an opinion of something and, and you're not understanding, but then you sit down and communicate and gain an understanding. Gaining an understanding doesn't always mean that you have an agreement with that. It just means that you're understanding where they're coming from on that situation. And you know what? I really like how you kind of put me in my place about the friends thing, because, you know, like you said, that is the whole point about this group is like being accountable, having friendships where you can be accountable with your partnerships. Like if you are, like you said, if something blossoms into a relationship or you're, you know, interested in somebody and you're communicating with somebody on that level, but you have friendships that support you and that are there to help you and maybe, you know, progress in that relationship. You know, sometimes your friends can see from the outside looking in that things that you don't really see because you're blinded by that infatuation. Mm -hmm. You meet somebody and you're so infatuated and you're like excited, like, oh, this girl is fine or oh, this guy is fine, whatever. And it's like you're not really thinking with, always with a clear head, but your friends can see from the outside looking in and be like, yeah, but, you know, and going back to what we were talking about consistency, like I just put that on my Facebook page. Like I have to keep reminding people like consistency to me is important. If you're telling me one thing, but your actions aren't showing that, then I'm thinking you're just playing, you're playing games, you're playing me like no, like a person who's consistent and is really wanting to build a relationship with me, whether it be a friendship or a partnership, they're going to be consistent in their actions and their words. And they're even with the attention that they give you. Like I have friends that I text every morning, good morning. They're just my friends, but I always make sure I let them know I'm thinking about them. You know, I hope that, you know, throughout the day, I might say, you know, how, how's your day going? I want them to know that you're my friend and you mean something to me, you know, not just, you know, okay, you got 5,000 Facebook friends, but you don't say hi to nobody. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Well, they're not your friends. They're your Facebook yeah. <laughs> yeah your friends probably you probably don't even talk to your friends on facebook <laughs> like because you have their phone number right so yeah it's, it's important to really identify those things like and you know are you are you willing to cooperate like are you willing to come together like people are big on differences we just had a whole discussion about using the word difference and how it's so lazy like difference is good and bad i'm just different it's good and bad. There's no clear understanding of what difference is. So we call that a political word. And somebody says, oh, you know, I'm just different. What, what's different? What's different about you? Tell me what's different. Because if your difference, if your difference don't enhance the group, then it's not right for the group. Or your, 
your difference doesn't enhance me, then it's not right for me. So why is it okay just to be different? Even in our differences, the whole point of building a relationship is because our difference, your di our differences allow us to be the same. It works together, it works well together. So we still looking for similarities within all the differences because everybody's different, but everybody's not your friend and everybody's not your spouse. They're your friends and your spouse because their differences make y'all similar. It, it builds y'all up. Yeah. And like, if you look at it like this, like if you're building a car and you have 10 engines, what good is that if you don't have the door, mm -hmm. and, you know, transmission and the, you know, spark plugs, you have to have differences to be able to, you know, have a relationship like each like your differences can enhance things about me that I wasn't aware of or that I need to build me up to my next level. So like sometimes, you know, people are so in this box where they're like, well, if they're not exactly like me, if they're not my color, if they're not my religion, if they're not something like that, then I'm not going to build a relationship with that person. But in, unfortunately, you're doing yourself a disservice because that person might be a little bit different than you in some area, be it race, religion, sexuality, whatever. But they may have parts of them that are God's purpose in that relationship is to build you up. At least, you know, I'm coming from a background where I, I have a higher power that I believe, you know, uh, puts people together for a purpose, builds relationships for a purpose, and it's to enhance you, you know, not to like uh, destroy you or, you know, make your life worse. So I don't know, you got to be open-minded when it comes to people and say, you know, when they're different than what you are, because sometimes those differences can actually be a good thing in your life. Definitely. I mean, yeah, and it also really depends on what those differences are. Like, it should still kind of fall in the realm of, and and the the box that you created, like the box that you still want to be in, right? So you know, people use you know, it's often said, and we use these cliche, not us, but it's you know, people use these cliche terms like opposites attract and you know stuff like that. But we see it all the time that when people are on two different pages, they're really not connecting for the long term, right? So. If I, a lot of times, like you think, oh, because I'm quiet, I need to be with a guy. Like if I'm quiet, I need to be with a guy who's outgoing. That's only all good if I a accept the fact that I'm quiet and I know how important it is, and I respect the fact that he's more outgoing. It's not going to work if I don't believe that a person should be outgoing, and he should be more like me. Like we're two opposite people. It's not. It's not going to work. So when you say opposite and you say differences, yes, we can learn from all sorts of people in life, right? And we meet. All, all types of people, but they don't have to be in our personal space and they don't have to, we don't have to build a personal relationship with them. And because there shouldn't be too many differences because how we're really truly going to connect. And yeah. I think, God. No, no, and I think that that's what, and that's what, what it boils down to. Like, it sounds good to say, you know, that we should be open-minded, but how open are you, how open should we be? 
because it really boils down to what you truly believe in and we're not and when you know when you know what you believe in and you know what you want and now is your and now is your focus and then now is the people that you're going to connect with and you're not being stubborn or closed-minded you just know exactly you have a clear path of, of as to what you want and you know how to get there and not to say that there's not going to be people that's going to influence you throughout life but you're not going to probably build with those people yeah so that's how i was, I was going to touch on that so so I'm not redundant. It's like when you think about Jesus, right? Just like you can, I can say Jesus because everybody understands Jesus, right? Yeah. And you know, Jesus talks a lot of different people, right? Whether you whether you believe Jesus in, in actual life, but you understand the story. Mm-hmm. He didn't hang out with all the people he was trying to help. Or mm-hmm. well that you know what I mean? So I also just to kind of hit home that point, I agree with that. It's like we were just sitting here talking about, you know, commitment and dedication and devotion to like-mindedness to help us get to where we need to be. So we're not gonna sit here and venture out. I'm not gonna be closed-minded. I'm not gonna say, well, you know, hey, you know, you're dating a black guy and I'm not gonna date a black guy, so I can't talk to you. No, beyond, let's let's have a conversation. Maybe we can learn, learn something from each other. But yeah, am I gonna build my foundation if I believe, you know, maybe race is probably not the best example to use, but just something that's a core belief, you know, of mine um like let's say if I didn't believe in that homosexuality was right I'm not necessarily going to add you into my circle but it it doesn't mean that I think you're the worst person or you know whatever the case may be so I think it's super important as we're mentioning as the four pillars it's like yeah you got to narrow your focus and you got to be devout to your to whatever it is that you believe but at the same time you're still a human being where don't be closed-minded to information that you can get or that you can give you know what I mean so I think it's like that there's a fine line. And I think the greatest point we need to point out is we, 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 we do, do a bad job of connecting humanity to our personal relationships. Mm-hmm. Personal yes. relationships yeah. with choosing people. So yeah, though there's a lot of differences out there, we are choosing the differences that allow us to be similar. We are choosing people that are on the same page that share our core values. Right. We are choosing People like core values can't be different. Your relationship's gonna fall apart. Yeah. But can you be different? Like like what you said with the car. My whole thing is a person would say, the door to the engine would say, I'm just different. No, you're not just different. You make the car better because you open and close. You allow the car, car to flourish. I allow the car to move. The steering wheel allows the car to, you know, to 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 um stare. So to stare left or right. So we all serve a purpose to get us to our destination. But what's the same is the destination. So the only difference that can coexist in similarities is if it's, we all agree on the same destination and we all sit at the table to see how we're gonna get there. So that's the important piece where we mix, and that's where I was saying with politics, we mix the understanding of tolerating differences in the world versus a relationship. If I don't like the way you walk, I don't have to hang out with you. It could be that simple. People can say that's ignorant, but it's my personal relationship. Am I gonna treat you poorly after that? No, I'm not gonna treat you poorly. But you can, like a lot of people look for, oh, we we, we, did, we broke up, we have to break up for crazy reasons. You don't. Mm-hmm. You could break up just because you don't see each other long-term. You can wake up one morning and say, listen, I really like, I really like another person. It's always a choice. So you 
don't really nothing bad has to happen for you to leave a person. You just stop believing in the faith of the relationship. Once the faith of the relationship is gone, it's gone. But the faith of the relationship is what you have in common more than what's different. Yeah. The commonalities that bring people together. So we always want to make that clear, like Jerry's a woman, I'm a man, right? But the commonality is accountable love. I can hold her accountable through accountable love, the four principles. If she's showing me that she's not being trustworthy, I can check her. If she's showing me about, if she's showing me that she can't be honest, I can say something about her being honest. If I'm showing her I'm not dedicated, she's going to say, listen, for the last 10 years, you text me every day. What's, what's going on? Right? We have to be able to hold people accountable. And how, how we can do that is understanding what they believe in. I want to know your convictions. So it is the things that you're closed off to that allows you to see what a person's convicted in. Because we don't want people that's all over the place. If you believe that you want somebody, oh, I just want somebody who's all over the place and just, good luck. Because those are the people forever changing, forever evolving. Like we, we, that, we don't have no choice to do that. We really have no choice. Change is going to happen. Evolution is going to happen one way or another. We have no control of that. We want to know that we're putting our key in the same hole every day when we're opening our doors. We want to know we're pulling up to, we want consistency. We want things that are the same. But honestly, too, like when you really think about it, when you're missing, when you're linking up with someone and they have, a, and they're they're different from you, right? And that core value place, you're always going to feel like something's missing. Because uh-huh. your core values are the things that you want to connect with on the most. You feel the most vulnerable. You feel the most connected. So one of those core things, and it's like, oh, we can't talk about that because, you know, we're not on the same level. We're, we're, we're different in that area. That's it's not an area you want to be different in. You know what I mean? Your core values are not something that you want to use for luxury and be like, well, because I can accept that difference in them, it makes me a good person. Mm-hmm. It, it, that's where I think the political part comes in where we, like, as he said, it's like we misconstrue what it means to be a good person or a focused person or whatever the case may be. That's where it gets a little funny, but you're always going to feel like something missing. And, and, and 10 times out of 10 times, you're definitely, if, if you choose to stay in a bad relationship, where you're unfulfilled or you're going to break up. Like it's, it's one or the other. Oh yeah. I agree with that, Jasmine. If, um, cause see, I'm a Christian. So like I've been in relationships where the person wasn't on the same spiritual path that I'm on. So when they don't have the same core beliefs that you do, whether it be a religious belief or whatever your core belief or um, morals are, then it really does put, a damper in the relationship and I have to agree like if you're not satisfied whether it be spiritually or whether it be you know uh, romantically or whatever you're not getting the attention that you desire out of that relationship or the intimacy and it doesn't have to be sexual intimacy it can just be that attention or whatever then honestly you are going to end up breaking up with that person because you're not being fulfilled mm-hmm. and area and and then you start looking and and seeing that maybe this other person can fulfill me you know and that's where that that cheating happens because people aren't being fulfilled by that person and I don't think that people should have to fulfill you but they should complement what you your core system is you know 
I don't know, but I do agree with what you were saying. Well, I, I, I would disagree. Like people should fulfill you because that's the point. If we're saying that the most, the, the most important, if, if you're saying the most important investments are people, it's because they benefit you in a sense of they're fulfilling your spiritual, your emotional, your intellectual needs. That's the whole point. That's the reciprocation. So yeah, people should fulfill you. And ultimately that's why it's so important to not be different in those core values. And when it comes down to accountable love, it's now saying essentially, I made the wrong, we made, we made the wrong decision. We're not on the same path. There's no room for cheating because we already agreed to devote ourselves and to commit and to be honest. So one of us got to go. You know what I mean? Like, well, yeah, but it goes back to the clear. Like, how could you truly hold somebody accountable? That's what it all goes down to. Yeah. That's what it all boils down to. So when I when I enlist you in my life, when I decide that we want to be committed, I'm expected to for us to be to to be make each other happy you know, be, bring joy to their, to, to each other's lives. I expect you to, there's, there's a certain expectation there and that's okay. I should be able to, I should be able to get the person I signed up for. So if you're, if, if, if I'm in a relationship with someone, whether it's a friendship or a romantic partner, I'm not, I didn't sign up for a Debbie Downer. I didn't sign, sign up for somebody who was miserable. I didn't sign up for somebody who didn't care about life. I didn't sign up for somebody who didn't believe that love was a group journey and they should be showing up and be present every day. Like that's not what we signed up for. So it's a cop out when you say, you know, it, it's, you, you don't, you're not supposed to be, you know, provide my happiness, but you kind of are like, again, like I said, there's a level of, of responsibility that you have for yourself, obviously. But I, like you said before, to use your words, April, I'm not expecting you to carry me, but I'm expecting you to walk side by side with me. And I think that that should be, we should be a lot more comfortable having those conversations and, and let people know that I'm expecting, I'm expecting a whole person from you. And I expect you, and you bring a certain, you bring things to my life that I'm expecting you to continue to bring. And if you don't, and 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 if you don't believe that, then yeah, we can have a separate conversation. But it, we should all go into every relationship expect talking about what's expected from one another. And if we if we're fully being if we're fully being honest, like our job is love snobs. Like everybody knows that we're relationship builders. Our job is to simplify to simplify things that people find so you know so hard to simplify, right? So. They're like, oh, this is this big problem. This is what's going on. This is what's happening. And we now give them solutions so they can, we can simplify their lives so they now can have discussions and be on the same page and they can get back to, you know, living life as a group, right? As a team. So, but if we're very, being very simple, a relationship is only, you know, our relationships are only as strong as our ability to agree through all the disagreements. Once we can't, once we disagree about something that is strong enough and we both believe in strongly, the relationship's over. So no matter how many years we keep going, it's our ability to continuously find a way to agree in all our disagreements. We have to find common ground. We have to find where we can walk with one another. Once we disagree about something that is very big in our relationship, it's going to cause a wedge. And we see too many people still stay in those relationships, but you can tell that they're not close anymore. 
they're just kind of going through the motions because of the years, because of the investment, because of the time put in. And they don't want to move on to a new investment. They want to maintain that investment. So our relationships are all about, you know, what we can, how, how we come to agreements, how we sit down and have discussions. I'm wrong every day about things that I said, you know, because I have people that correct me though. So it's not about not making the mistakes. It's about being open to understand that though I'm not wrong, I mean, though I'm not right, there is a right path and there's an agreement that we can come to where we're walking together. And that's the most important thing when it comes to being accountable in love. Like we believe love don't exist without accountability. How could you say it's love and you're not accountable? We hear it all the time. I did something harmful to you, but I love you. I made an independent choice to harm you before I did it. I still made a conscious choice and I harmed you. And I still say I love you, even though I made that conscious choice. Where was the accountability in that? Where was the discussion? Where was the honesty? Where was the devotion? Where was, where, where, where was the trust? Where was the dedication? That's not an act of love. So we tell each other because it's an emotion and we feel attached to the person. That's what love is. But love is a constant commitment to making sure we invest in each other in a positive way. It's all positive. And the only pain you experience when they say love is pain, only pain is you experience is the truth you're not yet ready to hear. But that's going to advance you. So you're going to feel some pain. If we're being intimate and I'm not showing up in an intimate way, you're going to say that. It's going to hurt my feelings, but it's going to cause me to now put more work into that aspect of our life so our relationship can continue to flourish. If I have a partner that doesn't tell me that, I continuously believe that I'm doing something great. And she would say she didn't tell me because she loved me. How was I able to show love or change that or improve that if you never told me? And that caused a wedge. But it's going to hurt my feelings because I'm thinking I'm doing my thing. Right? It's like I, I, I think I'm great. And the person's telling me I'm not so great. So it hurts your feelings, but they're not doing it to hurt your feelings. They're doing to work with you to improve in that area. So that's the part of love that hurts when it's telling us things that we are not yet ready to hear, but they're honest and they're, and now we're ready to now move forward and work together on that. But love shouldn't hurt the opposite way, where it's just, where it's taking from you. That's not love. Yeah, you know what? It's so funny that we automatically, like, when someone's being honest with us, we're, we're bypassing the fact that they're trying to be honest with, they're being honest with us so that we, we can improve relationship because we feel the rejection. Mm-hmm. And, but, and we're quicker to understand someone saying I love you, but then doing something that does not show love. It's just, it's, I don't know, it's crazy. Like the more TV I watch and the dynamics you see, like some of, uh, uh, you know, someone will cheat on somebody else and they'll be like, you know, I really do love you. And I'm thinking like, how in any of the situation, however much you've been lying forever, how long, how does that show love? 
but I would probably, but you react almost the same exact way when somebody's telling you something to help you improve relationships. So it's like, you really see how kind of like warped we are when it comes to definitions and how we attach, being attached to somebody or having history with somebody with love versus the actual pillars of love. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no way we're going to tell our kids that's an example of love, yet we'll accept it or we'll excuse it in ourselves. Or being a feeling over a principle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just yeah but jerry you know it's time to wind down and another great discussion <laughs> yeah well i won't i won't i won't i won't say that but um we have thank you april for not only was this your first time on here but you actually are you came on as a panelist so we appreciate that and all that you brought to the discussion we appreciate um lyric and and Christine for being on the side and still being equally as vested in the conversation and doing your thing on the side and making sure that you were present. And whoever didn't get to share, please share this. Cause again, we talk about a lot of things on this platform but the foundation of everything is accountable love. So you got to see the breakdown of why we do what we do why we believe in what we believe and why all this is important to have healthy relationships. So if you didn't get a chance to share take the time to share. Accountability is not always an easy thing. Um, It's a hard pill to swallow at times. And sometimes we sign up for things that it may seem like the easiest thing in the world, but when you're in it, it's really hard um, or can be very challenging. Um, But if you really truly believe in it and you truly want it, then you fight through it. You fight through the discomfort, the, 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 the pain or that you're causing or whatever it is. And you make sure that you continue to sign up for the things that you wanted to sign up for. And if you no longer want to sign up for it, then you can also have that conversation. No one wants to be around somebody that believes that they're being held hostage, right? So as soon as you no no longer feel like you want to be present and you don't want to show up, have the conversation. Um, But again, aside from this being a great discussion, I think it was a really important discussion. And if anybody is struggling with accountability or struggling with how to get there or how that should bleed into their personal relationships, check out our services on lovesgroupjourney.com because we have things that would benefit everyone. Definitely. All right. Enjoy. Have a um, good night, everybody. Yeah, good night, guys. Thank you, you guys. Feel better. Yeah, and Christine, feel better. Lyric, thanks a lot. Yeah.